Um, hi everyone, this is Angel Leon, and welcome to Minority Mavericks. And in today's show, we have Elise DeCamp, and she is the founder of Toki, so she's a founder and entrepreneur. And I'm really happy to have Elise in the show today. Um, Elise, um, thank you for being on the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted. Nice, nice, nice to have you, and uh, you know, thank you for taking the time. I know you're. You're busy with your startup and all that, so I really appreciate you, you know, taking 15 minutes here to uh, speak with me and then be able to, of course, uh, speak to the audience. But just to get things started, um, I wanted to go over your journey first, just so that, you know, our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Um, so if you want to, you know, share your personal journey, your background, where you come from, um, and, you know, what is it that led you to become a the entrepreneur and founder that you are today. Yeah, so my path has been a bit winding. I wouldn't say it's your tra traditional path in any sense. I'm from Kentucky originally, and I went to liberal arts school. And I guess the, the context that really helps here is that my parents founded businesses uh, growing up. So they were involved with franchise businesses in the fast casual food space. And they took some really big risks in their lives and their careers. And so I think that's what really inspired me ultimately to take risks myself. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't predetermined. It wasn't something that I thought that I would do in college or anything like that. Really after college, I thought I just need to survive. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I ended up here. I think after college, I ended up working for actually one of their businesses for a little bit in Kentucky. They had a chain of uh, fast fashion women's clothing stores. And so I started working there and, you know, set up their computer systems, did their photography, was doing a lot of different odds and ends and realized that's what business was, is picking up and doing a lot of different things and learning a new thing every right. day. And so I liked that I realized I liked that pretty early on yeah and so and from there I I went and started a few uh, joined okay. a few tech companies and you know my mom actually worked at IBM growing up on on top of having these businesses and so I was introduced to tech fairly early and that really led me to where I am today there's definitely chapters within there that make it uh, more winding than mm -hmm. this direct kind of line that I'm explaining right now. But, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I always knew that I, I enjoyed learning new things and the entrepreneurial journey is exactly that. Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's basically the heart of an entrepreneur right there. Right. It's that entrepreneurial mindset of never, never to stop learning. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the day you stop learning, then that's the day basically you stop being an entrepreneur and, um, you know, innovation stops. Right. Uh, and that's exactly. what it's all about. Um, totally. And, you know, um, the, the point, as you may know, of the show is to, uh, uh, to tell the perspectives of all of these stories, including yours, um, but from, you know, the minority perspective. Uh, whether you're Latino or uh, Black or Asian or a woman, right, um, uh, part of the LGBTQ community, um, all those type of minorities, you know, um, we're not necessarily focusing the show on a specific race, 
right? <laughs> uh, this is about minority groups. Uh, therefore, you know, there's a lot of like uh, uh, non-race, right? Uh, type of minorities that that uh, are also struggling. Uh, and mm -hmm. to that point, um, you know, I would like to, for you to tell our audience uh, more than anything else, uh, as an entrepreneur yourself, um, you know, you likely face a lot of numerous challenges uh, along your way. Um, and I would like for you to kind of bring those up to life uh, just mm -hmm. so that the people are aware, you know, uh, the people are listening, right, are aware of all those challenges that, that you face. Yeah. I mean, it's wild because as an entrepreneur, you're dealing with, there's probably 12 large obstacles that come in your way in a given day. And it's a roller coaster every single day. And, you know, this is my second business. My first business was in the retail space with products. And, you know, we had obstacles every day related to, you know, packages getting stolen and, Um, goods not getting produced in time and you know there's always something and you, today we have we have different challenges right mm -hmm. we have challenges related to bugs in our software and so anyway it's all to say we all have many challenges as founders and then it's wild to get this other layer added on top of it that is being a minority and Growing up, I I was colorblind or I, I didn't see these things. I didn't think about the fact that I was a woman. It wasn't something that I thought right. about very frequently. I was right. fairly, I don't want to say masculine, but kind of agnostic in this way. And so it shocked me to run into situations like at conferences where you know, I'd have a conversation with someone. They'd ask, you know, well, where is your boss? Is he here? Things like that, that you know, write a whole novel about random interactions that are, that I've had that are based on kind of the patriarchy that is our society. And, you know, it's just been fuel, fortunately for me. I don't think that that's the case for everyone. That can be quite disheartening. It, it can, you know, if you see enough yeah. of it, but it's I've, I've really just kept a tally and it's like a tally in my book of motivation to kind of keep pushing forward um it's really hard we've raised you know venture capital for toki that my current business and you know i i should know this i don't know the percentage of venture capital that goes to women it's tiny um Yeah. Right. You might know this. Uh, yeah. Definitely. It's about, um, you know, right now, uh, all in all, it is about 5% uh, yeah. that's been actually allocated for minority groups um, yeah. in, in general. That's, again, including all kinds of groups, uh, not just racial, you know, uh, ethnicity type of groups, but any kind. Uh, LGBTQ, for example, is one of those very big examples right now um, that, you know, the allocation for them, it's uh, about 1%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's it's really, really hard, and it, it just gets harder. I think about this a lot now. I'm in my early 30s, and I have many female founder friends that are uh, mothers now, and I see how they're incredible, how hard it is to do what they do. They uh, can't... Sorry. These women can't go to conferences and spend the allocated amount of time that they need to in order to get the upper hand in sort of this competitive 
startup environment that they're in because they've got two jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think about this a lot right now and think about how we don't have that support for women to do this. And it, it, they're superheroes, really, just among us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and you know, that's it, that's another add-on, right, to the struggle. So it's it's uh, like what you said earlier, you know, it's it's the struggle of, of just being um, young. Then you go through the struggle of being a woman. Then you struggle with you know, the access to that capital and you also struggle and just, you know, it just keeps adding on to the point where that's probably, you know, my, my thoughts is that that's probably why we have these very wild ratios right now in terms of, you know, capital allocation for startups and things like that. Um, And, you know, it's because of this high risk uh, or quote unquote, right, high risk associated with minority groups. And I think it's a it's a fictitious thing. <laughs> I don't think it's like it exists. I, I, I feel that minority people have uh, in some sort of way uh, a lot more um, dedication, a lot more um, mm-hmm. experience um, and they mm-hmm. can, you know, I, I feel that they can accomplish a lot more uh, in, in some sense just because of how we're brought up, right? And how we have been struggling with different things. Um, yep. And and, uh, and again, this has nothing to do with race, right? Um, white totally. women still struggle nowadays, and that's to me that's just you know mind blowing. But um, yeah. to that to that end, though, um, and you know, you mentioned Toki as well. I would like for you to um, you know talk a little bit about what Toki is, how you started it, uh, why you started it, um, and that'll be you know pretty pretty cool for our audience to listen to. Yeah, I, so. Toki is a retention software. We help um, brands and businesses increase their customer loyalty and repeat purchase rate through our software. And most of my background uh, was in e-commerce, e-commerce software. And so this was really a natural evolution for me to ultimately build something in the space. I, for me, I really, wanted to be an investor that was kind of growing up i would say i the way i saw it is the investor has this perspective on the world that is very enlightening because they get the opportunity to learn all the time from all these businesses that come to them for funding and so that was that was ultimate honestly for me and when i worked my way i kind of hustled did the whole grind i networked my butt off to get into that role I realized it wasn't all that I had glamorized it to be and that, you know, the real wonderful part of life is the challenging building and building something from zero. And so I kind of jumped ship to to be a founder again. And but during that time as an investor, I did see that the retention landscape was empty. It was kind of green pastures for someone to build something that is different than the current offering. And so, okay. yeah, that's kind of, that's how it came to be. I, I jumped ship, um, you know, hustled to raise some money. And that was about a year and a half ago, a year ago. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Cause I, I know you all have a, you have a background on, on, you know, e-commerce as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting that you know you took that and you're basically on the same realm of things, right? Um, 
but a different level. Uh, so I, I really like, you know, that kind of jump. Um, and, you know, it's very interesting. And I, I'm a fan of what you guys are building there at Toki. I think it's very, very cool. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of, in terms of what you guys do at Toki, um, and, and, you know, the, the loyalty, right, that you guys are kind of trying to promote, uh, for businesses to build these loyalty programs and things like that. Um, how, or how, you know, what, what do you think, or how do you feel, or how is it that Toki is dealing with, uh, diversify rewards, um, and the law of diminishing marginal utility, um, that, you know, those are very important, like economic concepts for, um, for you guys, I would say. Um, and so how do you see these principles like playing out in the context of your business, right? Um, in, in Toki? Yeah, I think it's twofold because we think about that in regards to how we engage with our customers. And then we think about how our customers are engaging with their customers. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting question for us when we think about our customers. You know, we want to build this product that is everything they could ever want. It's a surprise and delight type of experience where, you know, we're collecting a ton of feedback from them on their challenges and what would excite them um, so that we don't have sort of a diminishing return that they we have mm -hmm. no churn and that they're constantly excited by the features that, that we're giving them to play with. And that's a challenge. Like that's mm -hmm. not Definitely. something that's the norm at all in software. I mean, most times you build a product and then you don't change it ever again. It is, it is what it is. It's this concrete thing. And um, it's not, you know, there's, it's, Twitter versus Stripe, I guess I would say, right? Yeah. Stripe's constantly offered new features, new products, just continued to build. Twitter's been the same since the beginning of time. I mean, I guess it's changed right. a little bit recently. But um, anyway, so that's, that's how we think about kind of these diversified rewards in regards to feature set for our customers. And then and, uh, with the hope that, you know, we don't have churn as a result. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, and, and same goes, that's because we have that perspective and are able to think about that in regards to our customers, we kind of have a good sense of how our customers are thinking about that for their customers. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's crazy though to, to even talk about it and, and to, you know, it, it's more of a systemic inequality, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where we have to even think about how and what kind of products uh, or partnerships, right? Do you have to potentially get with uh, that support minority groups, right? Mm -hmm. that, that have products and goods that, you know, are well set for white people, for black people, for Asians, for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's all part of the, the systemic, you know, systemic inequality currently um, in yeah. all industries, you know, uh, this, of course, we're referring here mostly to the technology industry and and startup worlds, right? More than anything else, but you know, we see this uh, everywhere. Uh, doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Uh, stores, mm -hmm. e-commerce, doesn't matter. Uh, so it's really interesting, you know, to see that, um, and it's really interesting that you guys are building something that um, kind of, you know, glues a lot of things together. Uh, it's it's a 
it's more of a community, I would say, right? That, uh, yeah. that these people are building. It's not just this loyalty program of me buying, you know, the same thing over and over and over just to get a discount. Uh, but it's building that community now. I'm part of, of this brand, right? Um, I, I vouch for this brand. I, mm -hmm. I talk to my friends about it, right? Um, I mm -hmm. recommend it to everyone I see. Uh, so I feel that, you know, you're building a community. It's, it's a very strong, powerful um, uh, tool that, uh, you know, Toki's building. So uh, thank you for that. Um, and, you know, to, to that end, um, I would like for you to take maybe, you know, this last few minutes here um, to talk to your audience, um, you know, in this case, mostly focus on, on women, right? Uh, and tell them about your challenges uh, and how you overcame them. So more of an advice type of thing, uh, if you want to just, you know, uh, talk to them for a little bit and just, you know, kind of give them that, that piece of advice and, and how... How is it that they can go forward to where wherever they want to go, right? You have uh, an impressive background as well, right? Given that you've, you know, you've been through a lot of different things uh, that are not necessarily in some sort of way related to each other. Somehow you have managed to kind of make that happen. And, and somehow it does look like, you know, everything connects with each other in some sort of way. But you navigated different ways through, you know, uh, your professional career all the way to where you are today. So I would love for you to, you know, talk to your audience right now and just give them a piece of advice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there are things that I feel like are worth touching on. One of the most beneficial things that I have done recently is to surround myself with people that are either in the same boat as me or they're a couple steps ahead of me, um, just just a hair ahead of me all the time. And that's even, you know, co-working if you can on a regular basis and just sitting next to someone that's also a founder that's where you are or a little bit ahead of you is incredibly help helpful. Um, bonus points if they are diverse and can have the same grit and you know uh, adversity yeah perspective yeah that you so you can relate to um but i think that that has been you know you just by association learn so much and even though they might be in a different category than you uh, you're both trying to sell a product and so there's things that you can share in a variety of ways and so i think that's been very 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 helpful i would wish i would have done that sooner cool um, second, I would say definitely listen to your gut. I, it's so easy to talk down to yourself and think that other people around you might know better than you or have been through this before. Well, I, I guess I'm counter, counter argument to what I just said, but there's going to be people that sound very confident about what you should do. And yet they've never, there's no way ever that they've been exactly in your shoes. So while you should surround yourself with people that have a lot of experience, you should also listen to your gut because you ultimately know what is right. And so giving yourself space and time to listen to yourself is something I personally, I'm not very good at. So I had to carve that out for myself and make sure I am setting aside time uninterrupted by social media or anything to just kind of 
just think, just kind of let my mind wander around the business and strategy and things like that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. In today's, I mean, today's world, there's so much information, right? Um, and it's very so easy much. to, it's, it, you know, it's, it's so much, it's so easy to, to, uh, it's so hard. Well, it's not easy. It's actually hard to, <laughs> to gather all that feedback, right. And, and then process it all. And, um, you know, so I love that, that, that advice in terms of, you know, keep true to yourself, listen to yourself, right. You, you open up your mind to feedback and, and advice, uh, of course, from people that have done things that that you want to accomplish as well right you should always be open to that uh, but at the same time like you said it's all about you right uh, what's better for you you only know yourself more than anyone else um, and I love that I love that advice so I hope everyone listening uh, takes on to that um, other than that thank you so much um, at least for being on the show um, you know it was great to to listen to your story I hope that everyone that listened today, the sense that you know it doesn't matter whether you are part of a minority group or not there's people out there like Elise that were able to navigate the the industry these very very hard industries to navigate through as a minority group uh, so there's hope people have done it we and we hope that you know we can keep continuing doing this uh, for all minority groups out there so thanks again Elise uh, for being on the show thank you I'm delighted to be have done this so thank you so much for having me awesome so yeah thanks again um everyone for listening and this was angel leon your host and again this is uh the show minority mavericks and this is all about listening to the stories of all minority entrepreneurs founders and investors out there see you next time